Welcome to the Abbot Loop Community Church Podcast. Enjoy this message from Josh Tanner. Good morning. How are we today? You're the God of miracles. Do you believe it? Yes, He is the God of miracles. And we're going to talk about it some today. We've just been uh, plowing through all of the gifts of the Spirit listed in uh, Corinthians 12. And um, we're going to keep going. And we've talked about the speaking gifts. We've talked about knowledge gifts. And we're talking now about the power gifts. Amen? The gifts of power. And we see just a shaking, a moving. A, it's the world around us just tr- is transformed by the power of the Holy Spirit working in and through our lives. And you know that God wants to use each and every one of us. So when we're reading in here, it says each person has been given a gift. It doesn't just say some people are given a gift. Everybody's given a gift. All right? So look at yourself and say, self, I'm a gift. All right? got to look at your hand. I don't know. It's hard to look at your face, but you're a gift. God has made you a gift, and he wants to move in and through you. What kind of gift? I don't know. I'm not the Holy Spirit. You need to discover that. But he's given you something. Some kind of contribution, and it goes on and on, just talking about all the different ways and different types of gifts you can have. But the, the most important part here is it says eagerly desire, go after them, pursue them like crazy. And so that's the challenge before we even get into this last message on gifts of the Spirit, is the challenge is that we're going after them. And so you've got to ask yourself, how eagerly are you pursuing the gifts? How much are you going after them? right? Our pastoral team, we're always debating, and we've been debating, we're even debating between services. How does it really work? <laughs> we're all words about how it really works. And uh, Gretchen, she's going to share a little bit later, and I, I liked what she said just a few minutes ago to me. Um, but she said this, is, you know, it, the reality is, is that God's just going to do what he's going to do. And It's about what he wants to do in and through your life whenever he really wants to do it. If we are eagerly pursuing the gifts, then guess what? We're going to see the maximum amount that God could possibly do through our life. Who wants a little bit of that? Will that be a little more fun than if we just kind of sit around and do uh, not so eagerly pursue? Right? Uh, Gretchen also said this to me er earlier. It's like, you know, 100% of the people you don't pray for don't get healed or experience a miracle. So we don't have enough faith or we don't activate enough faith to just try something. We won't see it happen. We might hear about someone else doing it, but it won't happen through us. What do you want to see? What do you want to experience? Eagerly desire, eagerly pursue the gifts. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 7, we're talking about gifts of healing and gifts of miracles. Now, to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. To one there is given through the Spirit the message of wisdom. To another, the message of knowledge by means of the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, gifts of healing by that one Spirit. To another, miraculous powers. This is kind of cool. I want you to see here it says gifts of healing. It's plural. All the other gifts, it's singular. It's like gift of gift of miracles, but gifts of healing. We're going to talk about that a little bit as we go. Verse 27, it goes on to say, now you are the body of Christ, and each one of you is a part of it. And 
In the church, God has appointed, first of all, apostles, second prophets, third teachers, then workers of miracles. These are important, right? And those that have gifts, plural, of healing. Those able to help others, those with gifts of administration, those speaking in different kinds of tongues, are all apostles, are all prophets, are all teachers, do all work miracles, do all have gifts of healing, do all speak in tongues, do all interpret, but eagerly desire the greater gifts. So there are special gifts, individual gifts, but we talked about it last week that we're a part of the body. And each gift is like we're drawing this, you know, connection between the power tools or really the body when we start thinking about the metaphor of the body that each organ is very distinct but it affects all the other ones it serves all the other ones it makes all the other ones better it helps them do their job even better right and so what organ are you but just because you're an organ doesn't mean you're disconnected from the rest of the body you're affected and affect the rest of the body you're important you're important peace you're important connection so get active. Discover who you are. Discover what God made you for. And maybe it just happens to be the gift of miracles. How fun would that be? Maybe it has to be the gift of healing or gifts of healing. Like, how fun is that? I think these are probably the most fun gifts you could possibly be used in. I wish I was used in them more. It, it doesn't happen as much for me. A few times here and there, and maybe it'll happen more and more. Maybe God will do something awesome and crazy. But what about you? If there's a gift, a supernatural, uncommon gift of healing and miracles, and you're hiding it from us? <laughs> we're about to have a pastoral visit. Come on. We need you. The, the, how about the lost people? I want you to see what happens when the gift of miracles and healing is unlocked. When God unlocks his church for the gift of healings and miracles. You know, you all can operate in gifts of healings and miracles. You know that? Okay, and then we're going to talk about how there is an uncommon special gift that goes even farther. That's even more. It's even greater. Lee's going to like this language that I'm using right now. I know she is. I'm working on it. You can go even farther. Who knows how far God is going to take you. But if you don't eagerly desire and go after it, I guarantee you won't find out. So it, it, there, the only equation really in this is our desire and, and, our, and our activation to go after it, our faith connected in our desire, and then whatever in the world God wants to do. Because our faith is obedience. Like there's a step of actually doing when we have faith, because faith without works, without doing is dead. So all of this formula, as you would call it, it really relies on us being willing to go out and go tackle it and go after it, and then whatever God wants to do, the results are up to him. But if we don't activate our part, we never get to see his. But one thing we have to keep in focus here is, is the primary aim or focused outcome of miracles and healing. This is to bring people close to Jesus. It's to make his name famous. So let's look here. Acts chapter 2, verse 22. People of Israel, listen, God publicly endorsed Jesus the Nazarene by doing powerful miracles, wonders, and signs through him, as you well know. Whoa! Talk about an endorsement. You might be running for Senate. You might be running for the school assembly. 
Or maybe you just want to be on the PTA. All right? When you get an endorsement like this, like, you know, these guys are always looking for an endorsement. Who's going to endorse me? You know, it's the labor union. It's whatever. When Jesus endor is endorsed by miracles, healings, everybody's going, whoa, this guy is God. That's a heck of an endorsement. See, the focus, the focused outcome of what we're all about when God is doing Holy Spirit things through us is to make Jesus famous. It's to make his name famous. And when that happens, if, you, if I will be lifted up, Jesus says, if I will be lifted up, I will draw all men unto me. Okay. So we understand, one, the, the first purpose of miracles and healings is to draw people into a relationship with Jesus. We know that's the reason. It's not for you to put on a magic show. And for you to get the glory of like, oh man, everybody loves to come from near and far to hear so-and-so or watch so-and-so perform miracles and all this for your glory. It's a good way to shut down the gift of miracles, by the way, is take the glory. That's a way, I don't think this happens anymore, but you could get struck by lightning maybe, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not going to try it, or I'm not going to try it to find out. All right, so no, I, that won't happen. But we want to give Jesus the glory. We may keep him our focus. We put him in the first place. Then all of a sudden, we start to see people coming unto, uh, you know, to know him, drawn closer to him. All right, so we're going to publicly endorse Jesus with healings and miracles. So one of the things we see right after all the time when people are leading people to Christ I mean, when they're doing healings and wor working of miracles is they're seeing people get led to Christ right away. Here's Acts chapter 5, verse 12. The apostles were performing many miracles, signs, and wonders among the people. And all the believers were meeting regularly in the temple known as Solomon's Colonnade. But no one dared to join them, even though all the people had high regard for them. Yet more and more people believed and were brought to the Lord, crowds of both men and women. As a result of the apostles' work, sick people were brought into the streets and beds and mats so Peter's shadow might fall across them as he went by. Crowds came from the villages around Jerusalem, bringing their sick and those possessed by evil spirits, and they were all healed. What do we see happening? Apostles going around. These are individuals who truly had the gift of miracles and healings, like a supernatural, above and beyond, uncommon gift. Virtually everywhere they went throughout all their ministry, you're seeing radical miracles and healings. And people are coming unto know the Lord, right? They are like being drawn unto the Lord. So when these happen, there's this big opportunity to share the gospel, right? We want to share the gospel every time we see, um, we, we pray for someone and a miracle happens. We're looking for this opportunity. And I just want to draw out here. There are times in the Bible where we see people praying for others, and it says all of them were healed. Okay, if you're in a meeting and you start praying for people and everybody gets healed, you better start paying attention to that. You might have the gift of healing. If you pray for every tumor or goiter and they all go away, you might have an uncommon gift, a special gift for goiters. So fun. <laughs> oh, 
to lay hands on a goiter, my favorite thing to do. In Jesus' name, I pray from that from afar. A Roman centurion had prayer of faith that it could happen if he didn't go touch it. <laughs> right? Right. You're like, what's he talking about? I don't know. This gift, this, this uncommon space that you can pursue is got to be one of the most attractive and drawing things that happens in the world today. And that has ever happened. And you think about these radical revivals that happen in Toronto or when uh, you go in South Africa or all over Africa with Reinhard Bonnke. He was this massive evangelist and he literally prayed and he had crowds of a million people at one time. Billy Graham all over the nation uh, preaching. and Especially these events where the Holy Spirit begins to pour out. People start dragging everybody they can find. Every sick person they can find. You don't know the Lord. You don't know. Listen, you all know this person's sick and they've been sick and there's no, the diagnosis, they're going to, their life's going to be over. They just start dragging them into these meetings around a person who has this uncommon special gift and we see just healings and healings and healings taking place. Radical stuff. In fact, a friend of mine uh, worked for Reinhard Bonnke in Africa and he, he ran a, lot, a huge part of their film uh, direct directed all the film and documenter, documenting all the healings and miracles. And he was telling me about this one time that they had a, a, a meeting that was packed out. And they were in a building at this time, and it was just packed out. And no one else could get in. And there was a family whose father, husband, had passed away and had been dead for a couple days. And they just weren't going to take it. They heard that Reinhard Bonnke was in their area, and they're like, we're not burying him. They put him in some kind of casket they made, couldn't get in the building, no one would let him in. They snuck in somehow underneath the building, got him in under the building, somewhere under the platform. The guy gets raised from the dead in the basement and comes back up alive into the service. The place goes nuts. He didn't even, didn't even lay hands on the guy. There is, an un, there, is a, there is an uncommon gift that you can pursue in gifts of healing and miracles. And it's to make Jesus' name famous. Right? So this is the thing I want us to do. Is One, I want to stir you up because I'd love to see a half a dozen of you activate this gift and be that ridiculous. That would be awesome. Let's see all of Alaska get saved. Right? We, this gift is a really important part of the gift. It breaks things loose. It causes faith to arise. And it causes the lost, it causes people that don't know him to believe. And they see an, an undeniable miracle. So there's a little distinction between healings and miracles, right? Is that, it, and it doesn't really matter that much, but healings like in your physical body where your body is restored. A miracle is like something outside of your body that miraculously happens, like the parting of the Red Sea, the oil in the jars, it just keeps filling, right? Uh, Peter gets, uh, he's in the prison and they're worshiping and boom, the gates, uh, the doors all bust open and all the guys are frozen in time and they just walk right out. Happened to Peter twice, by the way. He got thrown into jail and he got bumped out. That's kind of cool. Don't try this. Don't just go to prison for fun and then try to get out, see if God will do it. Not going to work. Uh, there's a, there's a, a, a guy who's living today, they call him the heavenly man. If you read a book called the, 
heavenly man. You'll read about this guy, and he's from China. And uh, Joni and I were in a service that this guy was at, and he got to pray for us, which is kind of cool. He was telling the story about his miraculous, you know, more than one time the guy was broken out of prison by angels, thrown in prison for preaching the gospel, which is the only reason you should go. Right? Only reason you should go. And, and, and the only reason you should break out is because an angel breaks you out. Right? It's on God's terms, God's authority. You get good rewards in heaven for that kind of behavior. All right. <laughs> okay. This gift, this gift is contagious. It's contagious. When people start getting healed, the excitement, the, the, the faith level, it charges all the other gifts. Right, because we talked last week about faith and what faith does is faith floats the level of all the gifts. It actually makes all, activates the gifts, makes them possible. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. So you need faith to activate the gifts and to see any of the things that God would want to do in and through your life. But there's special gifts, there's supernatural gifts that when we're praying for people to get healed and miracles and people are getting saved, it, this generates a whole other layer of faith. And it activates all kinds of things in the whole body that are really positive and good. So I, I don't know a lot about, you know, the body, but I know a few things. That you have organs, okay? You have skin. There are bones, all right? But there are also different layers of systems within your body, right? So we have circulatory systems. We have your nervous system, uh, your endocrine system, right? Hey, see, look at that. Woo. <clears throat> okay, so... <laughs> all the teachers are like, oh, good job. <laughs> Learned that in fourth grade. Okay. All right. But I still remember it. All right. So what happens is when you are inactive, a lot of these systems start to shut down. And one starts to shut down, and they start to affect all the other ones. But once you get up and start to move or start to eat something healthy, it actually begins to activate one of the other systems. And then as you start to move more, there's like these positive hormone loops, these other kind of crazy things that start to happen in your body. And one system starts to serve the other and sort of wake the other parts of the body up. And then all the parts of the system start to work together and they feed each other when it's healthy and it's all operating, right? It's all feeding one another. And then all of a sudden, man, your whole body becomes this machine to do dynamic things. This is the picture of the body of Christ. This kind of gift is, is like a real supercharger to your whole system, to all your systems. And we need to see this activated, even if you don't have this uncommon, ridiculous gift, right? That we need to see all of us pursuing this kind of gift and going after it. Amen? All right. <clears throat> it is interesting that it says gifts of healing twice. And it's like there's, these, there's a multiplicity of gifts of healing. And Marilyn Hickey is one that when Joni and I were at uh, the city church in Seattle, Washington, she came through and was like, hey, I have this special anointing for goiters and warts and healing of other kinds of weird things, right? Tumors, right? And so at the time, Joni had this huge goiter on her face that was like <laughs> hanging off. I, it, I married her that way. I, I just am so godly I saw through the goiter to the inner person. <laughs> total lies, total lies. I'm just kidding. She had no goiters or any of that stuff. She was beautiful when I married her. Some people are like, that's not funny. Okay, I'm sorry. 
I'm weird. Okay. But she did actually, her immune system was having, you know, some sort of weird thing going on, and she was developing some little tiny little flat warts on her face, which she did not like, by the way. And when she got to this meeting, and Marilyn Hickey's there, and she says, hey, I got an anointing for warts. You're like, that's weird, but I don't care. Joni goes, I'm getting healed now. It's happening now. I remember she's like, put the stake in the ground. This thing's happening. Her faith level went way up. Because a person with a real anointing, a real gift for a specific type of healing, and they see lots of results, and the faith was way up. And within a couple weeks, I watched it. They got red, and they got inflamed from the top down. They just all went, and they're gone. Never seen another word again. Amen. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. But she had the faith to go after it, and and she saw the person who had that gift. So this this is... the, the symbiotic relationship in the body where we feed off of one another. And this is what I want to encourage you to do. is like, one, you go after the gift, but then also you're looking for the gift. So when you see someone with this uncommon gift, it, you don't just go, oh, well, that's not for today. Okay, big statement that what the Bible teaches and all the example of the apostles and what the Holy Spirit's primary objective to lead people to Christ and to shake up the world is not for today. Big statement. You better be real focused on your interpretation of what that is, okay? Is that God wants to move. You don't just kind of resist and go, I don't know. No, activate your faith. Say, maybe. Well, what does it hurt if you go after it? Nothing. If God heals you, you've got this great miracle, and then you need to leverage that miracle you got to talk about it. Our job when a miracle happens, when healing happens, is to begin to talk about it and let that give stir up the rest of the body and cause people to believe. It's undeniable when someone gets healed. But we want to look and see, even Paul Rapley, he kind of had these gifts for like metal and uh, uh, legs growing out. I saw at least 30 legs grow out. At least 30 when that guy was here. And I don't know that I've ever seen anybody's leg grow out before that. And I've been in the, you know, for 20, 22 years serving the Lord. And I mean, the guy just, I prayed for people's legs and they grew out. I'm like, oh my gosh. Then he leaves and nobody's legs grow out. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm not saying I can't do it. It's just that the guy has a special gift for growing legs. So, I mean, if you want to be taller, we'll invite Paul to come here and pray for you. All right. Okay, so here's the thing. I want to keep moving here. Is there's, there's really great examples of healing. And um, in Acts Chapter 3, verse 2, they approached the temple, the man lame from birth, and he was being carried in. Each day he was put beside the temple gate, the one that was called beautiful, so he could beg from the people going into the temple. When he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for some money. Peter and John looked at him intently, and Peter said, look at us. Now here's one point I want to make. If you want someone to get healed, you have to look at them intently. (laughs) <laughs> that's not really the point I want to make, but I just think it's kind of funny. Uh, they, they see something different. All right, a person who ha- who's operating in the gift of the Spirit, whatever gift it is, but we're just talking about healing and miracles now, they, they're going along and they, they wait and they see something different. They're looking for something supernatural. Do you know how many times Peter walked by this guy? Lots. Do you know how many times Jesus walked by this guy? Lots. It literally happened. And for such a time as this, the Holy Spirit just 
He's walking by this guy. He's begging. And the Holy Spirit highlights him somehow. And then he stops and he like looks at him. He starts, something going on with you right now. And the guy's like, you looking at me? And he like looks at him and he's like going to reach up. He's like as if to get money. And Peter says, I, silver and gold I don't have. I don't have what you think I have. But in the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. And then he reaches down and grabs a guy and he helps him stand up. And his legs are healed. And it says he runs into the you know, courtyard or whatever and he's leaping and jumping and praising God. And then they preach the gospel and get thrown in prison. Okay. And then God breaks them out. So awesome. How fun is this? Why don't we like to live this way? This sounds amazing. While they were in Lystra, Paul and Barnabas came upon a man with crippled feet. This is Acts 14, 8. Came upon a man with crippled feet, and he was that way from birth. So everybody that known him a long time knew this guy. He was crippled, and he never could walk. He was sitting and listening to Paul preaching, looking straight at him. Paul realized he saw something. Paul realized he had the faith to be healed. So Paul called to him in a loud voice, stand up, be healed. So Paul uh, wait, I said that already. The man jumped to his feet, and he walked. You guys ever read the same line more than one time? Yeah, it happens to me too. He just reaches, he just says, he sees something uncommon, and then what does he do? He speaks to it. See, so we have to be pursuing the Holy Spirit, desiring the kiss, looking for something different, and not just bumping along in the life like everyone else does that's not filled with the Holy Spirit. Not everyone that doesn't have the living God inside of them. We're looking for something different, church. And we're listening to the voice of the Holy Spirit. Then we have the courage, because it takes a lot of courage to activate these gifts. Right? So we have the courage to, like, look at someone intently and weird them out a little bit. Oh, I don't think you should do that part. That's kind of weird. But he, I don't know if you ever noticed, but you're like, oh, whoa, wait a second. And then you start thinking and you start listening to the Holy Spirit. Ooh. And then speak out to that thing. Rise up and walk. Stand and be healed. See. <laughs> Most of the examples in the Bible, in the New Testament, they speak to the thing and it's healed. Most of the examples. And so it is a very, very okay thing and probably right thing to do is to just speak to this stuff in the name of Jesus. And then, maybe it's an action. God's saying, Spit on the ground and make some mud and jam it in their eyes. That's <laughs> what so he told Jesus to do. Like, you might want to be careful with that one. But hey, if you have the courage to try it and you're willing to go to jail for assault, maybe um, <laughs> do it. If they get healed, you win. If not, it's a few days in jail, right? Uh, <laughs> Pastor Dick, am I okay here? Maybe I'm not. Maybe I need to reframe what I'm saying. No, maybe you don't want to just jam it in their eyes. You could ask them for permission put it on there. I think the Lord wants me to do this for you. You put it on their eyes. Man, we have to be willing to do some ridiculous things to see the miraculous. And Pastor Wendell Smith used to always say this when he would preach. He says, if we're willing to do the ridiculous, God will do the miraculous. But I encourage you that you're hearing a word from the Lord before you do the ridiculous, right? It's like, God, speak to me. I'm not just being ridiculous, expecting awesome things to happen. But I'm having faith, I'm hearing the Lord, and I'm pursuing him, and I'm willing to have courage to take risks to do things that are unnatural or uncommon in, un, 
uh, uh, in, in opportunities where no other answer can be had. There's just no other thing that could solve this problem. If someone has a terminal illness and, uh, and they're connected to this church, somebody from our church should be laying hands on that person and praying for them to get healed. And if you don't have enough faith, you should find somebody who's like, has a little more than you. But even if you don't, you should do it anyway and try and see what happens. Just the compassion alone that we care and love and believe that God, who is, who can, and who is able, could possibly reach down and heal someone. We should be earnestly and eagerly desiring. This is what the Amplified Bible says in verse 31. Chapter 12, verse 31, 1 Corinthians here. But earnestly desire and zealously cultivate. Isn't that a cool word? Zealously cultivate these gifts. Wow. I want to do that. Zealously cultivate these gifts and graces. There's all kinds of examples of miracles happening in the New Testament. Paul, he's cured of blindness. They raised this girl, Dorcas, from the dead. And just as a note, if you're going to have a little girl, please don't use Dorcas as a Bible name for your daughter. This is just another pastoral moment to save her from any harm. Okay. <clears throat> Get her middle name or something. All right. Not all Bible names are anointed. Okay. Paul. He, Philip is carried away by the Spirit. Paul strikes Elimaeus with blindness. They cast out evil spirits in Acts 16, 19, and 28. Paul shakes off this viper from his hand in Acts 28. These are miraculous things just taking place. And all the people sitting around Paul go like, whoa, what just happened? That guy just got bit by a poisonous viper. That guy's supposed to die. He was just like, keep eating his hot dog or whatever he was cooking on the fire. God wants to do miracles. He wants to do them through you. He wants to use you to shake up the world around. To cause his love to just penetrate into people's lives and into the hurt and into the sadness and into the, and into the lost void that is the humanity around us. Like God wants to jump in to that world through you. Because then when they experience this miracle, this healing, they're connected to a real human being that they can belong and matter to and get knit into the family. This is, this is an important reason why he's got it limited or connected, very, very strongly connected to us as a conduit in this kind of ministry. So um, this other time where Acts, in Acts 5, Peter, they go out and they're preaching and a bunch of people get saved and then they just throw them into prison and angels break them out. <laughs> they're back out on the street preaching again, preaching the gospel. There is nothing, last week we were talking about this, there's just nothing too hard for our God. There is no limitation here for God and what he can do. He wants to hold the sun still in the sky. Guess what? He did that. He wants to part the sea. Guess what? He did that. He wants to raise the dead. Guess what? He did that. Wants to heal cancer. That happens all the time. Terminal illness healed all the time. We just have to trust him. We've got to be willing to jump in. We've got to be willing to go. We've got to be willing to see. We've got to be willing to pray. And there, there are a couple examples of kind of how you can pray. And I don't want to get too deep into kind of how to pray for healing or miracles. Sometimes miracles just happen. Like with Peter, 
they're just in there singing and rocking out to Jesus while they're chained up, and all the doors bust open. It doesn't say he's like, God, do this huge miracle. It just happens. And an angel comes over and kicks him. He thought he was dreaming. He's like, get up. Get out of here. He's like, what is happening right now? Sometimes miracles, God just does them sovereignly and you walk into them. But Peter's faith and the gift of miracles is all connected to that stuff happening, right? But the gift of healing is really connected to us and our prayer and our activation. All right. One of the things I want to say here is, as we're just going to transition in a second, is we need to let God be God. There, there is a measure that's our part, and if we don't do our part and eagerly desire, eagerly desire and go after it, we're not going to see stuff. But the other side of this is letting God be God, letting him be sovereign, and not taking it personal. We like to personalize things so much as people, don't we? We're just like, I take this personal. I, I was watching this YouTube clip of this hippie guy that talks about how to get offended. Maybe you guys are seeing it all around. It's hilarious. I'm going to work it into a sermon sometime because it's just so great. He's all like, how it is to just get offended. He's all like, well, I'm offended because you're offended. I'm offended that you're offended at me. And I was just like offended by everything. And like we, sometimes as, as believers, we have this gift to just be offended by everything and just be disappointed by everything. We need to expand our trust. We have to make God big, bigger. And the whole world does not revolve around you. You are not the epicenter of the universe. In God's eyes, you are the apple of his eye. You're so beautiful to him. He knows every hair or lack there of hair on your head. And he cares about you. And the world doesn't revolve around you or me. We don't live in, live in an egocentric or narcissistic Christianity where it's like everything is around us and, oh, the world's going to collapse if it isn't, if I don't do my thing. Like, no, God's big enough. If you don't pray or don't have the faith to pray, guess what? God's big enough to lead that person to Christ. If you don't activate or be a part of the whole thing, God's big enough to lead as many people into the kingdom as he wants. But the reality is, is that if you do pray and you are in that space and you do have faith and you don't get healed or you don't see that, he's still God. If he's big enough and sovereign enough and you trust him with the outcome, you trust that, you know what, I'm going to do my part and let God do the rest. And the rest is really up to him. I'm not in charge of that. I'm not going to take it personal that God didn't heal this person when I prayed for them. Some of the greatest men of faith that I know have led people to Christ and saw radical healings. Well, actually, every single one of them that has died, guess what? They died from something that they probably prayed for someone else to get healed from. So this is part of the sovereignty of God. It is destined for you to die. I'm sorry. It's so sad. You're all going to die. This is the message today. <laughs> Death is coming upon us all. I know, I know, like, <laughs> big surprise. For now, we get to see healing. We get to see miracles. But every healing you get in your body, I'm not trying to like cast, make, make you all sad, but it, it's temporary in this world. 
Because at some point, it's ashes to ashes, dust to dust. In Corinthians 13, it goes on to say that we know in part, we live in part, we see in part now, but then we will see in fullness, we'll be known fully. We get the fullness of the reward of what Christ paid for in eternity. That's where your body's fully healed. That's where you're fully going to experience the resurrected body and the fullness of his presence. Listen, your body healed here on earth is not even close to as good as a resurrected body in eternity. I promise. That's what we're really living for. But that miracle, that healing has purpose. It brings you closer to Jesus, increases your faith. It brings others closer to Jesus, increases their faith. And it gives you leverage and opportunity to preach the gospel. And probably a whole bunch of other stuff I'm not smart enough to know about. Because God's so big. And we just put him up in the bigness. We make him huge in our eyes and our life and begin to trust him. And then we just go after this stuff. We eagerly desire. We, 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 we eagerly cultivate and desire those gifts and graces. That's what we want to do, right? Amen. I'm going to invite my friend Gretchen up. She's a minister on our team here at Abbott Loop. She's new to Abbott Loop, but she is fantastic. And she has operated in the gifts of healing and miracles and also has helped people grow in them. She told me to make sure to tell everybody, she's not Reinhard Bonnke. She's never been a giant traveling evangelist. And she has never, you know, done this. But she has trained lots of people in the gifts of healings, miracles, and has seen lots of activation in that. So what we're going to do is just a small little activation time. Right? Sorry, I'm in a little weird mood today. You're good. Yep, okay. And, uh, and, and then we're also going to pray for you. We want to release miracles. Anybody want to have the gift of healing and miracles. Okay, right. We want to see this activated. All right, so this is Gretchen Humphrey. Let's Hi, welcome everyone. her. You guys already sort of clapped, but we can do it again. I'll get him to clap okay. like five times for you. Okay, that's cool. Builds you up. Build it feels good. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so are you, I thought you were going to ask me questions. Oh, yeah. I, I, yeah, so I'm supposed to ask you questions. So <laughs> one of the things I wanted to ask Gretchen just for you is like, okay, how did you know when you when you saw this gift activated or maybe for other people help them activate this gift and how'd you see that grow what'd you do to nurture the gift in your life okay um well it started for me with curiosity um just being curious coming from a baptist background um i hadn't really heard a lot of the the gifts of the spirit and those areas that god moved in other than what you know the bible stories and so moving to a church where they would talk about that, they would say, those of you that want healing in your body, come forward. I would kind of ask the pastor, what, are, what does that mean? I just had no, no grid for it. Not a negative understanding, not a positive. I just had nothing. And so that was the place that I started pursuing and asking questions and watching um, people either receive a ministry for healing and those that would pray for healing for others, and I would ask them questions, and I would go to, you know, um, healing services, or even, you know, it was the same with prophetic and all of those areas. I was curious about all of them, and in that curiosity, that's where the Lord, I think, kind of started to stir and ignite some stuff, you know, in my heart, and that verse you use, even earnestly de desire, I, it wasn't a suggestion to me. It felt like something that I needed to yield to in obedience because I actually had a hesitance and a fear. You know, I mean, sometimes the, um, they look weird, those gifts. You know, prophetic right. can look weird. Right. 
you know, and again, from a really conservative Baptist background, it was, what is going on? And I, I was, you know, I didn't want to do anything weird, and I also was afraid. What if I go to pray for someone and they don't get healed? What if God doesn't partner with me? What if he doesn't show up in that space? And, and so there are all of those concerns, and, and it was just through that pers- pursuit cultivating, like you said, and go, okay, Lord, your word says to earnestly desire this. And even though I have these fears and concerns, I want to be obedient in relationship to you. And so I pursued that in my relationship with him and with the people around me. You know, God brings you around people, community, you know, and there are prophetic people in this church. There are people that move in healing. There are teachers in this church, you know, any areas, even pastoring that you want to grow in when we surround ourselves with those people you know, we'll, we'll grow and develop. He'll honor that pursuit, you know, to earnestly desire. So that was really what set me on that journey. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just began stepping out and praying for people and taking, you know, it's a risk sometimes. And, and all of us, I think, could say we have someone in our lives that is sick or deals with a, a chronic injury or chronic pain. And you want to be able to release the power, the grace of God into their lives. We want to see them not in pain. We want to see them not hurting. And that, that was also a desire in my heart. And so, you know, from being able to approach a stranger in a grocery store and it's an opportunity to share the goodness of Jesus, but, hey, I, I see you're kind of limping along. Can, can I pray for you? And you know, these exposing them to the love of, of God and the love of Jesus. And so, you know, that's just something that, that I just continue to go after. Super good. So what do you think maybe was the most impacting thing um, that built your faith in this space? Maybe not one moment or what maybe things have helped you grow in your faith? Um, I would have to say probably to that question, uh, impartation played a really big role. Okay. Um, you know, it says in the Bible, you know, the, that we receive gifts by the laying on of hands. And, you know, again, that wasn't something that, that's the answer, sorry, that I, <laughs> you know, answer. that I was aware of, but, but that really did, you know, because people that are mature and mindful of the grace that God's given them, you know, they steward that when they pray for you. And, you know, I put myself in front of people, you know, that I trusted and respected. And, and I, I add, you know, this is stirring up in me. And I don't want to be a powerless Christian. You know, I want to use the full tool belt that God has given me. And if he wants to move on people, I want to partner with him in that space. And, and so I would, I would go to those that, that moved in, in those gifts or graces and received prayer. Uh, that that increased my faith and that increased my courage to step out it was like you know like uh brother robert you know if you would to pray over someone and you know if i was in that space then and knew you then and you prayed over me and i'm standing feeling vulnerable when someone comes up to me saying i have brain cancer i would feel the lord standing with me and I would feel Robert standing with me. And it does. It does encourage you. It does strengthen your faith. And that's what we're here for as a body. Mm-hmm. That's good. So one of the things you said last service is about uh, that you felt like was a big impact um, on people because you, you've helped other people activate. And you're talking about them having the tool belt 
-hmm. And maybe maybe you could just speak into that. Okay. So that, like, you saw that that helped people understand, have breakthrough? Yeah, when, um, for me, it's, I think there's a lot of people, a lot of Christians that, you know, we all have this tool belt. I think a lot of us don't necessarily see that it's full. It maybe sees that, oh, I need to go and get that tool and put it in my tool belt. And what I felt from the Lord was that I have already fully equipped mm. my body. I have already fully equipped my children. There is no, there are no empty tool belts. That's and good. so I realized, you know, it just became just a, that was part of the burden in my heart. Not just to be able to move and, and pray for healing for others, but to help um, empower the body of Christ to recognize that full tool belt that they have, to be powerful Christians, to move fully as God has called them to and to partner with him. You know, if you make yourself available, he'll make you capable. And, and so I just saw that gap. Mm -hmm. And that was the space that I really longed to be able to minister to people. Super good. So what we'd like to do is just move to an opportunity now for you to receive prayer for healing. And then also those among us that want this gift, want the gift of miracles, healings released. We're going to have Gretchen pray over us all. Sound good? All right. So go ahead. Okay, cool. So this is what I want to do um, is those of you that have um, pain in your body, injuries in your body, chronic, um, chronic sickness, chronic pain, limitations in your limbs, what, ankle, leg, shoulder, elbows, anything like that, uh, I would like you to go ahead and stand. Good job. Okay, awesome. Wow. So what you did just there is a step of faith. Uh, well, because we're going to pray for you, so I assumed you knew that. So, so if you knew that, that was a step of faith to stand up. <laughs> and, and to respond to, to the ministry of God. And so I just want to bless you in that step of faith. I just want to bless what God is already doing in your hearts and what he's been doing throughout this service. That was an excellent message, Pastor. Oh, and, and so um, those of you around them, I want you to go ahead and extend your hands. Don't touch them without permission unless they're, you know, your personal spouse or child. Just <laughs> extend your hands to them. And we're just going to pray, okay? Yeah. And we're going to keep it simple because it's all about God. If the burden's on him, he's fine with it. He loves to pray for people. He loves to release healing. So we're just declaring healing. Lord, we release your healing. And you can say the same prayer that I'm saying if you want. Lord, we release your healing on this person. We thank you for the way you love. We thank you for your power and grace. And we bless them right now with your healing touch. We say no to pain. No more pain in Jesus' name. Lord, release your healing. Touch them with your healing. Lord, fill them with your spirit. Is anybody experiencing anything? Just kind of wave your hand in the air if you're able. Kind of, there you go. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Wow, we see some exciting things happening. Okay, let's keep praying because God loves that. He just loves that we keep going after his presence, his spirit on these people. So, Lord, we thank you for the, the work that you're already doing in these people's lives and their bodies. And we just ask for increase. 
of your healing grace over each one of them. In Jesus' name, we ask that you touch them, Lord, from the top of their head to the bottom of their feet. We command back pain to go. We command chronic migraines to go. In Jesus' name, just seeing stuff with the spine and the neck and, and down to the, the hip area. We just command alignment and healing in the name of Jesus. No more pain. No more pain. Immune disorders, because Josh already brought it up. And we just trust God that there's a grace for that. He brought that up. So, Father, we just bless you. We know that you desire to repeat your goodness over and over and over. So we declare healing over all immune disorders. There are several different kinds, Lord, and you're not limited by that. So, Father, we just release your grace to align their bodies with proper immune function in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. So praise God. Just be praising God over them. We want to thank him for his goodness. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Go deep, you guys. Just praise God for his goodness. Okay, anyone experiencing anything, just wave your hands. Just want to celebrate what God is doing. Awesome. All right. There you go. Good job. Awesome. Before we're done, we're going to pray for uh, rheumatoid arthritis. Yes. Anybody with that? Anybody have that? How do you say it? Rheumatoid? Rheumatoid. Rheumatoid, whatever. Arthritis. Arthritis, okay. It's chronic R- arthritis. arthritis. Any chronic arthritis? Yep, there's someone back here. All right. All right, can we just, just somebody Extend lay hands, hands on Lay hands on there. him. Okay. Father, in the name of Jesus, we're yeah. commanding this arthritis to go in now in Jesus' name. name. Hallelujah. We thank you for the faith to heal. We thank yes, you that, God, Lord. you are the healer. God, and we just release your healing power and touch on these individuals, God, and we command this body to be restored. By the blood of Jesus, we speak healing now. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. I don't know where this person was. Any, any difference? Back Anybody back here? Any difference in that? I can't see. That's all right. We keep going. Okay. So good. You want to test that out. You want to, if, the, if it's an area of your body that was stiff or tight or hurt when you walked on it, you want to kind of test it out and just keep Thank thanking God. Mm-hmm. We just keep thanking. That gratitude is just it, it just nurtures the soil of, of the healing work that God wants to do in your lives. So we're going to switch gears and do impartation. Yes? Yeah. So um, this is so exciting. And any of you that you were, you were praying for people or even if you weren't, you know, but you just felt like, man, if there's more of God, I want it. Yeah. You know, if there's more of how he wants to move through my life, and yeah, it might be a little bit scary, but he'll walk me through that. I want that. If that's you, we just want you to, to just put your hands out in front of you. Just put your hands out in front of you to receive. If, if you felt powerless and you're done feeling powerless and you want to move in the power and grace of God that he has for you, put your hands forward. It says what The word says, whatever you ask when you pray, believing that you will receive it and you shall have it. And so I just want to bless you, Father. We just thank you for what you're doing, God. We thank you, Father, for your Holy Spirit and your presence in this place, for the way that you love us, for the way that you've equipped us and empowered us. You've gone before us. Since the beginning of time, you had this prepared for us to walk in your power, in your truth, so that Jesus would be made known and so that we would be on the greatest adventure of our lives with you. 
So Lord, I release your impartation for healing, for the gifts, even in areas of the prophetic teaching, anything, Lord, that you're wanting to do. And then we just call out what you have already deposited in each person in Jesus' name. We just stir it up in the name of Jesus. Father God, we ask for more. Cry out to him, people. You want this? Earnestly desire. Thank you, Jesus. Earnestly pursue. What was that phrase, Pastor, how that verse went? Earnestly desire, zealously cultivate. Zealously cultivate. We're going to zealously go after this. A heart of zeal and passion. Cry out to him. Say, yes, Lord. I receive your gift today. I receive your anointing today. I want to walk with you, Lord, in this. Teach me who you are. I want to know more of you. I want to give more of you away. Lord, I just release an anointing of love over these people. That every person that they touch and speak to and pray for would feel the grace of your love in such a powerful way that it would change lives. That people would come to know you. You Just release that over everyone today. Father, we just bless what you're doing in this place. We just bless what you're doing in this place. In Jesus' name. And I just want to tell you that the part we play is activating. The part we play is stepping out. And and God isn't super picky. He's really awesome. And if that means practicing on your dog, he's super cool with that. (laughs) I've done it. It's, you know... If that's where you got to go, he'll go yeah. right there with you. And believe it or not, there are healing testimonies of dogs being healed, cats <laughs> being healed, okay? So, so, you know, he's no respecter of persons or pets. <laughs> if you got to start there, start there. If you got to start with your spouse, I started on my spouse. He wouldn't believe me at all until he was running around the, the kitchen, you know, with his knee healed. Like, what just that's happened? Awesome. And and so, it's okay. Start Start where you're comfortable, but reach out for mentors. Reach out for people that can teach you, equip you to continue to pray for you, to continue to release impartation on you. You're not done today. You're just starting. Mm-hmm. So good. You guys love Gretchen? Isn't she great? Uh, I've asked Dolores when she has, you can be seated just for a second, when she has words of knowledge. So I just want you to know, we're very particular about who we allow to prophesy or give words of knowledge and stuff in our church. So I'm not opening this up for everybody. I know I'm giving a little pastoral moment. But I did ask Dolores, I know she has an uncommon gift in the words of knowledge. And so we want to activate that. So she believes she has some words of knowledge for the church here today. I'm just going to speak these rather quickly, and you can come up. There'll be a prayer team here after church that you can come up and get prayer. But I believe that the Lord has shown me over the last couple of weeks that there um, are, these are going to be kind of specific. They're not going to be a generalized thing. There's somebody here that has been struggling with plantar fasciitis in your feet, and you've had a hard time walking and getting that pain to go away. And also along that same line, I believe there's somebody here that has bone spurs in your, and, um, Today I was sitting there, I think there's some that probably have some bone spurs in your hands, and I don't know if it's arthritis related or what, but also in your feet, and um, causes a lot of pain. I feel like there's someone here that has 
Um, occasionally they get heart palpitations and they don't know why. You haven't had a diagnosis of atrial fibrillation or any of those kind of things, but it's very terrifying for you when it starts happening because you feel short of breath and you haven't really gone. But God just wants to touch you and take that away from you. You don't have to live with that. And um, the other thing was that I think there's somebody here, and I know, you know, you hear a lot about heartburn and all that kind of stuff, but there's somebody here that has... Uh, reflux that's actually really intense and sometimes you wake up at night and it's gone all the way up and you are struggling to breathe you're struggling to you're always having to adjust pillows and adjust how you sleep and how you lay because you have it really bad and you don't want to have to have surgery you're actually kind of scared to go and see but God wants to touch you and wants to heal that mm, super good all right if that's you do not walk out of here and not get prayer. Like, oh, that was me. God called me out specifically. I think I'll just go get my kids. <laughs> don't do that. All right? Come down for prayer. And if you don't know Jesus and that's you, you might be, God's calling you out and you don't know him. You're like, oh, my goodness, I have this thing. And God wants to heal me. Listen, God wants to heal you more than just your body. He wants you to know him personally. He wants you to have a lasting relationship with him forever. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this message, please connect with us at abbotloop.org and like us on Facebook. Services in Anchorage, Alaska are at 9 and 11 a.m. We hope to see you soon.